1: Brian Zemrak Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. and this is episode 263 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, right here on On Screen and Beyond, we have a rock legend with us, Gary U.S. Bonds joins us. Of course, he had hits like Quarter to Three, New Orleans, This Little Girl, he's worked with Bruce Springsteen, uh, Chuck Berry, B.B. Uh, B. King, and just so many other people. We're going to talk about all those acts and all those musical icons that he's worked with and so much more. It's going to be a great show, so be sure to stick around because Gary U.S. Bonds is coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. And we got a great show today, and get ready because we're going to get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Can you hang up and try again? Remake Madness, the remake of The Man from Uncle, is moving along with Tom Cruise as Napoleon Solo. And now, Army Hammer is going to be on board to play Ilya Kuliarkin. And the kids' books, The Dunderheads, is being looked at for a big screen adaptation. And the Thor and Avengers villain, Tom Hiddleston is up for a role in the remake of The Crow. That is it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, well, you can look for the director of Bad Teacher to bring us the comedy sex tape with Jason Segel and Cameron Diaz as a couple that decides to tape themselves to spice things up and... Then the tape goes missing. Jake Gyllenhaal and Renee Russo will star in a crime thriller called Nightcrawler. It's about a freelance journalist. And Brad Pitt's World War II tank movie that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, called Fury, now has Shia LaBeouf in the cast. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels. We're heading down to Sequel City next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. sequel city well 21 jump street 2 now has a release date you can look for it on june 6 2014 and the following weekend in june in 2014 look for jurassic park 4 as it hits theaters and a sequel to the crudes is now moving along that's a big surprise it was a good hit in the theaters, so of course they're going to make a sequel That is it for Sequel City, coming up next on On Screen Be Beyond. Let's find out what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, on July 2nd, you can look for Last Resort to make its way to DVD in a three-disc set. Now, if you didn't get a chance to see that show on TV Be sure to check it out. Uh, It's too bad it didn't continue, but it's a great show. Last Resort, coming to DVD on July 2nd. House of Cards, big hit show uh, with Kevin Spacey, will hit stores on June 11th. And in July, you can get Dynasty Season 7, Volume 1, and Volume 2. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on Oscar and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, well, you can look for Spring Breakers to arrive on DVD and Blu-ray on July 9th. And Disney has one of their classics coming your way, The Little Mermaid, will come to Blu-ray in October. And you can look for Jack the Giant Slayer as it lands on Blu-ray and DVD on June 18th. That is it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we sit down and have a chat with rock legend, Gary U.S. Bonds. Now, he's worked with Bruce Springsteen and uh, just so many rock legends back when in the 60s when he was out touring with the Dick Clark caravans and everything else. And uh, he's got some great stories to tell. He's got a new book out. It's called That's My Story. He also has a new single out called That's My Story. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great book. If you love rock and roll, you're going to want to listen to the song and, of course, read the book because there's just so much information in there. It's just an amazing book. And we're going to talk about that with Gary U.S. Bonds. He's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is part of the history of rock and roll. His hits include New Orleans, School is Out, This Little Girl, and the classic number one hit, Quarter to Three. He has a new memoir coming out and a new single called That's My Story. It's Gary U.S. Bonds. Gary, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: I'm glad to be here. Glad to be
1: with you. Gary, I've had a chance to read the book, and it's amazing. It's just a
0: fascinating book. Right. thank you. Thank you very much. Now, how long have you been thinking about doing a book? Well, people have been asking me for several years, Absolutely. you know, and I and I kept saying, well, you know, I'll, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, knowing doggone well that I wouldn't get to it, <laughs> but lo and behold, look what happened, a friend of mine came up, Stephen Cooper, who was, uh, I guess, the ghostwriter, I guess you call him, mm-hmm, Yep. and uh, he said, all right, sit down, let's do it now, and we just started, and... Before I knew it, I was uh, deep into it, and um, very painful there for a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, is it tough to look back like that when you're writing a book?
0: Well, there's so much. I didn't. I didn't realize I'd, I'd, I'd done so much back then. You know, a lot of things you try to forget. You know, but when you're doing this book, you have to. You have to remember. Yeah. The, it wasn't that bad, actually. You know, there were a lot of good moments in in, in in my life, and I like it. And there's a lot more to come. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, I enjoyed your book
1: because it was very down-to-earth. You weren't spreading all kinds of dirt around or anything like that. It was just a great book to read.
0: Yeah, no, I don't... I don't uh... I don't spread dinner, around. Right? I don't like that. Never did like it. Never will like it, you know. And uh, I got a fabulous so do other people.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, I noticed in the book there was one part, uh, I'm going to touch on different points in, in the book, uh, but people should definitely get the book. It's called That's My Story, so I just want to make sure everybody knows that. But in the book, <laughs> you mentioned early in your career you were on tour with uh, Sam Cooke and B.B. Uh, B. King and both of them at separate times told you that you should get out there and connect with your audience when you're on stage and and yeah. you didn't do it and uh, Sam Cook got kind of a little a little irritated with you and said you're not going to be riding on the bus anymore you're going to be riding in the car with us so yeah. you and BB King and Sam Cook are all riding in the car so it was probably the best thing you could have done was not take their advice <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, it, it, it was pretty. Even though the bus was quite comfortable, I enjoyed being with the bus because you, 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 you got all your friends on there with you, you know. You sit around, you tell lies, and and just have a good time, you know. But the car was really good because I was with two of my idols. Right, I'm sure. You know, with Sam Cooke and B.B. B. King. And this was all at the same time, too. I mean, dude. They weren't separate, you know we we were there together,, Mm-hmm,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, he got very irritated with me because I didn't follow his directions, and gave me a nice little slap on the face, and <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> kind of woke me up, and like I always say, he he told me to start talking when I get out there on stage because I talk so much backstage, but I never got on stage in a word, wow, yeah, and uh. But after he gave me that nice little tap on the face there, I haven't shut up since. <laughs> <laughs> if you were alive today, he'd probably slap me again for talking too much.
1: <laughs> now, what was the reason you didn't take the advice when, when he first said it? Were you just still a little shy when you were on stage? Or what yeah, was it? I
0: think I was, and I didn't get you know, out I wasn't used to show business at all because yeah, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia, which is not the music capital of the world, mm-hmm. and uh, I really didn't know how you know, and uh, I didn't want to make an idiot of myself by saying something stupid, so I just said, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Wow. Yeah. And, um, he didn't like that, and uh, yeah, as well, he did. I'm glad. I'm glad he did that. Yeah. Now you
1: you mentioned Norfolk, Virginia, and throughout your book, I noticed that you mentioned it a lot. Is your roots important to you? It seemed like you really have a a good feeling for Norfolk.
0: Well, yeah. Well, actually, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, but my mom moved in Norfolk there, and that's where it, it all started. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of you know my first hits were out of Norfolk. Um, all of my friends who I still got there, those that are still living and um are, are still there and I, I I go back and visit every now and then just to see them,
1: yeah
0: you know and uh the town it, it it's gotten to grow on me um even even the mayor frame there he's uh become a very good friend of mine, and uh all of a sudden you know all, all the uh people in norfolk are, are, are really, i mean that uh, the authority in norfolk have become friends of mine, whereas before. They they were trying to run me out of town, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> now they welcome me with open arms, and that's uh, that's perfect.
1: Yeah. Now you mentioned friends. Um, Clarence Clemens was uh, a good friend of yours, right?
0: Yeah, and um, Clarence is, is from Norfolk, uh, actually from, from uh, Chesapeake, which is just another borough of Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I didn't know him that well when when I was there. We kind of. St- we were in separate crowds that we hung out with, you know. But when we got to Jersey, that's when we, that's when we actually officially became friends. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I noticed in the book that you mentioned so many legends uh, that you've worked with. Uh, you know, I mean, when you're on the tour bus and everything, there's just so many people that, that are just legends in rock and roll.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, back in those days, we had the tours and there was at least, you know, six, seven, eight uh, to ten acts with you Mm -hmm. at all times. I don't think they do that much anymore now, but uh, back then you traveled with everybody, you know, I mean, from the Shirelles, the Coasters, the Drifters, the Platters. Either Danny, New Juniors, Johnny chillis uh, you you name them. You know they yeah. were on the bus with you.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Now, how was it on the bus
1: like that? I mean, was it uh, everybody just crammed in, or was it you know, was it fairly comfortable going on a bus like that?
0: Well, we didn't have the the the, the buses like they got now with right. the beds and all. You <laughs> yeah. just had seats, and they was comfortable as you could get. But I mean, even everybody on there, you'd have a group. See, the front half of the bus, and a group in the middle part of the bus, and a group in the back. Um, those in the front, actually, they were kind of quiet people. Mm-hmm. They just kind of stayed in the front and they read. Those in the middle, those were guys that played cards. They shooting crap, you know, mm-hmm. and just just being crazy. And and uh, and in the back, you just had the guys. Uh, Bo Diddley was cooking. Chicken in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. He would sell chicken sandwiches to you. Oh really? Oh yeah, for a, a dollar you could buy a chicken sandwich. So between the between the and the guys, uh, sometimes we didn't get to hotels for a couple of days, and you could you could smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But you were young; you didn't care. You yeah. know, it all made perfect sense back when you were you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old.
1: You right. know. Yeah. Now now I gotta ask you this because you you brought it up. You said the front the front of the bus were the quiet people, the middle were the, the rowdy ones, and then the cooker the ones that cooked were in the
0: back. Where were you on the bus? <laughs> I, I was in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't short to do whatever. <laughs> I stayed in the middle. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah, I didn't want to be quiet, and I couldn't cook, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, was that on the, um, the Dick Clark's Cavalcade of stars? Oh, yeah, a lot of those, you know. But that
0: was every bus, every bus tour that we had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, when the first time you became uh, part of Dick Clark's Cavalcade of stars, uh, hmm. you must have been pretty excited, weren't you?
0: Oh, very excited, yeah. We, uh we did a lot of things with that. In fact, I remember the first time we went out. We went out to Vegas, and we were working the Flamingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what the, the the first show that he that he had in Vegas was uh, was that one at the Flamingo Hotel, which is no longer with us, I don't believe. And uh, got a chance to get out there and see Vegas for the first time, the big lights, and actually met uh, Elvis while I was there. Wow. So that was kind of kind of fun. sat down with him and had a nice chat in fact the, the story was um, as soon as I got into the hotel, I kind of put my bags down, and hung my clothes up, and then I get a phone call as I'm trying to get into bed and there's a guy who says, "Hi, this is so and so and so um Mr. Presley would like to speak with you." And the car's out front. If you can come down, I'll take you to the hotel. And I thought it was one of the guys on the bus that's just joking around. I said, please, look, do me a favor. I'm trying to get some rest out. Go away. And I hung up on the guy. <laughs> he called back a couple of seconds later, and he says, this, this is so-and-so. Please come down. And He did this three times until Father would look all right, I'm coming down there, but I'm going to punch in your head if if you're not who you say you are. (laughs) And I go down there, and there's this guy with his little driving suit on, and I look out front, and there's this big, long, white limousine with uh, Elvis Presley plates on the back, and I went, wow, this is cool. And so we went on down to the hotel, and I sat in this huge room, that had nothing in it but two chairs for about a half hour, and then finally uh, Elvis Presley came in. Wow. And we sat and talked for about two hours, just kind of man talk, you know. Mm-hmm. just talked about girls and mostly about uh, records, music, and uh, he wanted to know how I recorded quarter to three and I in New Orleans and all this stuff, you know. Yes. Yeah. And uh, wanted to know about the other guys on on the tour. You know what, what kind of records? What did I think of those records and all that? And just for about two hours we did that, and then finally he left. Wow! wow. And they invited me down to the show that night, to his show after I finished mine, and they set me up in the middle there. You know those big cushy chairs that they got at these casinos. You mm-hmm.
1: know,
0: yep. <laughs> the big old table by myself. I felt lonely there. <laughs> And uh, a bottle of champagne and all all this for me. And then he announced my name, and that was the coolest thing. And then he put on one of the greatest shows I've ever seen.
1: Wow! Now, you obviously, in the book, we're talking a lot about Dick Clark because he had a lot to do with your career. Yep. Um, The first time you met him, of course, he was uh, a disc jockey and, of course, American Bandstand and everything. Uh, Yeah. Were you excited to meet him?
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was the music god, you know, back in the day when they, I got a chance to go to Philadelphia uh, to pitch him the uh, New Orleans, and we set up in his office. He was uh, as gracious as he could possibly be, and a really, really super nice man.
1: He seemed what, He to, yep.
0: Yeah, and he um, played the record in the office, and he said, wow, I, I really like this record. Meanwhile... The rest of the country that we had sent it to didn't like it. They thought it was an inferior record and had a terrible sound. And uh, he thought just the opposite. And he said, I I want to put this on American Bandstand, do you mind? And I think that was the first time he ever played a a record twice on American Bandstand. He played in Orleans uh, twice that evening.
1: Oh, really? Wow.
0: And I think no one else has ever had that. So that was—I mean—from then on end, the, the record shot up the charts.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure. Yeah, but and when you say he asked you, "Do you mind if I play this?" I mean,
0: yeah, that's I was what you're going was to pretty, say no. That was pretty weird, but he
1: did. Yeah,
0: well, I was very, very
1: gracious of him to do that.
0: But. Yeah, and I said, "Of course, man. He's crazy." <laughs> oh.
1: Now, in in all your career, I mean, you've worked with so many great mm-hmm. artists, and and they've worked with you. And who has inspired you the most? Uh, well, or will break it into two. You know, who inspired you in your early years, and who have you inspired you through your whole career?
0: Well, I tell you, I I, I grew up loving uh, Clyde McFadden
1: Ah, yes,
0: and his style, and I I, I tried to to emulate it as much as I could, you know, but I, I couldn't find underwear tight enough to get me up to those high notes. So, <laughs> like he did, but uh, yeah, I, I, I loved him. and Then I actually, I realized that I couldn't couldn't sing like that. That's when I started trying to develop my own mm-hmm. style, you know? And then from then on I mean, there's many, of course, I mean, there's Jackie Wilson, and uh, who I thought was a great, great entertainer, and Sam Cooke, of course. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's so many, you know. Uh, you think of Aretha Franklin when you you talk about the queens, you know. Mm-hmm, Yeah. And uh, Gladys Knight. Oh God, I mean, there's, there's too many to name. I, I I actually listen to Bruno Mars now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, I think he's a great uh, young man.
1: Yeah, boy, just uh, just hearing you name those people and and, and... Plus, looking through the book and all the people you've talked about, I mean, you even played with the Beatles, right?
0: Well, you know, that's what they, that's what they say now. That's why I didn't put that in in the book is yeah. because I couldn't confirm. But I think they were the band that backed me and and uh, Johnny Burnett and Gene McDaniel's when we went over to England for the first time before they were the Beatles. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't been able to confirm that, you know, Yeah, Uh, because I I had no idea who they were. Of course, nobody did. They went to Beatles during the beginning. Right. But when I got back, and a couple of years later, my manager then, Frank Greeter, told me, oh, yeah, those guys, that was uh, John Lennon and them. And I went, okay. But what happened? They they were terrible when we were over there. <laughs> <laughs> they got pretty good pretty quick. there. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they they're they're known a little bit, I
0: guess. <laughs> I think so. A couple a couple of times their name was spread around. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that first band, uh, if they were there, we fired them. Really? Well, we we went out. You know, the home base was London. Yep. And then you go out. And we went out for about a week, and uh, they were terrible. So when we came back, we told the office there that, uh, "Can you get us another bed? These guys, you know, they don't get it." <laughs> and uh, so we got another bed. Wow! And uh, we went out a week to them, and then we came back. and said, "No, these guys are worse than the first guys. Just get the other guys back." <laughs> So I guess we hired and fired him.
1: Wow! <laughs> Jeez. Now, now the the stage name that you had uh, originally was uh, U.S. Bonds, right?
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, it was, it was U.S. Bonds, and then people thought it was a group, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, uh, how do we how do we overcome that? So we said, well, just use your first name. You just use Gary U.S. Bonds. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work out, because now they thought it was Gary and the U.S. Bonds. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, let's leave it just like this, you know, we'll work it out later.
1: Yeah. Now, in the book, it sounded like you were surprised the first time you heard it when uh, a disc jockey, I think in Florida, was it, that said, here's a new record by U.S. Bonds. And Oh, so, yeah,
0: Jack Holmes, Jack Daddy Holmes. Yeah, so uh. you
1: didn't really know that they were going to change your name?
0: No, I didn't know that at all. I thought somebody, had still, when I first heard it, me and my mom and a couple of friends, I was just sitting on the front porch. I uh, had the radio out there. And then when Jack Holmes, and we always listened to Jack Holmes, and uh, when he said that, and uh, here's a new hometown boy, here's a new record out, you know, Gary U.S. bars, and then he played it. And I went, gee, I've only been in show business five minutes, and somebody's already stolen from me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I had no idea they had changed my name.
1: Did you like it at first when they when they when you heard the name though?
0: No, I hated it, and I hated it up until I got my first check, and then all of a sudden it became quite nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame <laughs> you for that. <laughs> Yeah, the first roll of the check, and I went, ah, it's not a bad name. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep the money coming, right? (laughs) Just keep them coming.
1: (laughs) Now, one thing I noticed in your book, and uh, I I thought it was very nice, you mentioned your wife a lot, and uh, you've been married for 50 years now, right? Fifty years this March past, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's quite a milestone for anybody, but especially for somebody who's in the music business. Um,
0: we'll probably do a 50 more. we got to practice in now. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably go ahead and take a big stab at it now.
1: Yeah. What advice do you have <laughs> for people who, who, who are, you know, you hear a lot of times where people are getting married and, you know, after, well, sometimes it's show business. After six weeks, they're they're getting out of it, you know? I mean, <laughs>
0: Yes, right. How long was Kardashian uh, married? Yeah, poof. I don't like know. That? Not very long. <laughs> very long.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. But 50 years, that's great. I congratulate you on that. Well,
0: thank you very
1: much, yes. In the book, uh, you talked a lot about the different artists that you played with throughout the years, but mm-hmm. um, you, you did spend a chapter or chapter or two on uh, Rick Nelson and the Garden Party. Uh, yeah, you know, and he, and of course, we all know the story from the song "The Garden Party" and how, oh yeah, you know, he felt about that. Uh, but what about you? "Quarter to 3 I'm sure every concert that you play at, that you know, everybody wants to hear it. Is it still as fresh to you when you play that song?
0: I think so. You know, I, I mean, it feels good. I, I just, I have a great time and I'm. I love being on stage. I really, really, really enjoy it there. And to do New Orleans and call it a three and 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 we don't change it. You know, it's it's just like it it was when you recorded. I I hate when those groups come out and try to change the song that people bought. Right. And love so much. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, why would you want to change it around? You know, they didn't buy it like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, they loved it the way it is, so leave it like that. I don't care how long you sing it. And um I couldn't understand when when Rick Nelson did what he did. I thought it was a great idea because he did his songs, mm-hmm. you know, that he was known for. But he decided to do some new stuff in between that, too, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, but the, the crowd, I don't know, they just, they hated it. Wow. And that kind of scared me because I always wanted to do some, something new also. I mean, I don't want to stay in the same hole, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I want to keep things new and uh but back then they didn't they didn't want it at all and Mm -hmm. i thought he was excellent and i and i told him but he was it it hit him hard
1: yeah 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 obviously yeah obviously you can can yeah but he got even (laughs) (laughs) but now you mentioned about new songs your new song it's basically a musical version
0: of the book exactly yeah well i thought about that as we were doing it i went i can do this you know? Yeah. I
1: mean,
0: here's my guy Steven. He's helping me we're going through daily, daily, daily conversations about this book. I thought I, I could do this in uh, three and a half minutes. <laughs> 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 and uh and they it, it kinda of did, you know. I mean it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good sounds. It like and it. then I got Daddy G, uh Gene bars a sax player to come on there with me. Uh he's living in Chicago now and uh Excellent, excellent job. But he's 86 years old. Wow. This guy is done. He's, uh, he's he's playing like he's 26. He kind of acts like he's 26, too. Silly <laughs> kid. <laughs> yeah, now, in all your
1: songs, we always hear that horn section or, or saxophone or something like that. Uh, now, is that something the producers have suggested, or is that something that, that you feel should be
0: there? Well, no, that's what I do. Yep. Yeah, but I, I mean, when I first did this, I said we're going to do this book, and we're going to do a song with it. Daddy G's got to be on the record. Mm-hmm. It's got to be because he was the he was the guy on the record back in the days. Was a quarter to three. Yeah, if it wasn't for Daddy G, there would have not have been a quarter to three. Mm-hmm. He, because he recorded his instrumental it was called a night The night with Daddy G. It just without lyrics, and then uh, he had me put lyrics to it. Yeah and uh, that was a big
1: hit for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, you've also worked with another guy that, you know, some people might know uh, a guy called Bruce Springsteen.
0: Who's that? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, Brucey baby. Yeah, he's uh, uh he he's he's another one that that uh, knows what he's doing out there on that stage. Yeah.
1: Now, now how I mean, obviously, he had a respect for your music. Uh, did did he approach you, or did did you somehow get connected with him when you came out with the, the, your your song in the 80s, uh, This Little Girl?
0: No, he came to me back in, I think, it was 78. Uh, 78 or 79, I was playing in a club in Jersey. I believe it was called the Red Baron. And um, I had no idea who he was, because at that time I was doing the old... I used to call it the Holiday Inn set, mm-hmm. you know, because we were playing a lot of hotels back in the day, you know, not in big ones, because we didn't have any records out, you know, anything that was making any noise. And anyway, he came over to this club, uh, him and a couple of friends, and sat down. And um, as I'm d- doing one of my sets, and one of the guys come up to the stage and said, "Look, I got a friend of mine I know, and he'd like to sing a." Uh, sing a song. He said, okay, if he comes up to sing, I said, well, sure, you know, I'll bring him up, give me a chance to get to the bar and get a beer. And um, so I says, okay, what's the name? He told me his name, and I said, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a fellow I'd like to have come up and sing with us, and let's give him some love. Mr. Bruce Springsteen, and the crowd went wild. Wow. <laughs> and I'm going, Oh, my God, who is this guy? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he got up there, and I mean, just people just started getting up out of their chairs and standing around the stage, and we having a ball. We, we were up there for about an hour and a half, just singing and playing different songs. And, uh, wow. and uh, that was great. We became friends from that, and then later on, he started recording. Some of his stuff, and then he called me one day. He says, "I got this song, man, that uh, sounds sounds just like you." So would you would you would you come and and come down to the studio? Let's see what we can do with it. And of course, I went there, and uh, we did the album, the whole album. We did the one song, the dedication first. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it did sound like some of the quarter to three stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And then we did the rest of it, and he said, Well, now we got to do a whole album of this stuff, man, because this is too good. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did, and uh, the rest thank is God for story. that. Yep, yeah, geez. That, that, yeah. That's
1: amazing. Uh, and, and I, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that that book that you've written, That's My Story, is just a fascinating book, and it's loaded with. If, if, if anybody loves rock and roll, this is a book to read. There's no doubt. I, I really enjoyed the book very, very much.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, and, and Gary, I, I'd like to finish up with uh, just a few questions more, uh, quick questions, sure. if it's okay. Certainly. Okay, it's going to take us away from your music and everything and, and more of a personal side to you. Um, mm-hmm. First off, uh, let's start off with music. Other than your music, what type of music do you like to listen to?
0: I listen to... Uh... Well, of course, rock and roll. I still love rock and roll, Mm -hmm. and I listen to a a lot, a lot of rhythm and blues and country Mm -hmm. because I like country. Yeah, you know, they know how to tell a story.
1: Oh yes, yeah. And
0: uh, some of them are pretty silly, but I like silly too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't know. They just they have a story they have to have to say, and they say it well.
1: Yeah, yeah. What about? TV shows. What do you like to watch on TV?
0: (laughs) I watch uh, my wife gets mad because I I like watching uh, the NCIS and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, all the shows like that. You know, the the the, the cop shows and the uh, forensic stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What about and and comedies? I like comedies. So both say that. Yeah. What about no wo- musicals. I don't like musicals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want dancing and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> what
1: about movies? What's your favorite movies?
0: Oh God, I've, I haven't been to a movie in so long. I don't even know. What about you know? In the past? What's your favorite old movie? Oh, my favorite old movie was probably all 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 of Mel Brooks stuff.
1: Ah, yes. In fact, we just had uh, Carl Reiner on the show. A good yeah, even and yeah, I mean, uh, Carl
0: Reiner. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course, I, I loved, uh, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the name of the movie, Blazing Saddles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Funny laughs> I, movie.
0: I still get a laugh out of that. I must have seen that ten times already. Oh, yeah. And there's always something in it that i missed the, the first nine times, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But any, any of those, you know, uh, History of the World, Part 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of that stuff is great with me. And also Airplane. Airplane was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's
1: crazy. That cracks me up when I see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I go to the movie, that, that's the entertainment I like. You yeah. Know? yeah. I like the funny stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you doing any, any uh, more tours? Uh, do you have anything coming up that uh, you can let us know about?
0: Well, we, we're starting to do some stuff now. And um, actually, my wife and I, we, next week we're leaving, to celebrate our anniversary because we have bad time. Mm-hmm. we go down and spend uh, a couple of weeks in Jamaica and just kind of chill out and then come back. And then, um, yeah, we just it's not touring now, but I'll be doing the uh, book signing tour. And along with that, we'll probably be doing all of the hard rocks mm-hmm. throughout the country. Wow,
1: yeah.
0: And uh, we'll be doing some other... Um, you know, I don't. I, don't, I have I have dates, but I don't. I don't remember the names of the places. Right. I'm Sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got a lot of. Places. But yeah, we'll be doing some. But we'll be doing a lot until the end of the year. Yeah. Well,
1: Gary, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's it's been fun, and uh, I I just want to thank you for the book. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, and thank you for the music that you've given us in the
0: past. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much for enjoying the book. It's really nice to hear. You know that we've. Put that work in it, and, and it's uh, people like it. Oh, so nice. you, at least you like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, Gary.
0: My pleasure.
1: Thank you, buddy. Gary U.S. Bonds. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. What great music! If you don't know. Gary U.S. Bond's music, because you're just too young and you don't know uh, the music of the 60s and things like that. This is the roots of rock and roll. you got to listen to it. Quarter to three, New Orleans, uh, just goes on and on, all the music that he had. And if uh, you got, know a guy named Bruce Springsteen, well, he really likes Gary U.S. Bond's music. And they made a song in, uh, in the 80s called This Little Girl. So it's a lot of great stuff. Check it out. Classic rock and roll from Gary U.S. Bonds. And uh, he traveled around with Dick Clark and just so much stuff. And he's got a book out. It's called That's My Story. He's got a new single out called That's My Story. And it's just a lot of fun to read. If you are a rock and roll fan, be sure to check this book out. It's really got a lot of information in it. And uh, I enjoyed it very, very much. So that is it. Uh, Next week, we got a great show coming your way with more music from a classic rock song and the story behind it it's coming up next week right here on on screen and beyond so be sure to stick around for that and if you're on facebook be sure to like us if you are on itunes please leave a review if uh, you want to send me an email just to chat or give us a suggestion of a guest email me at feedback at com. i will check that out and i will respond to you too So appreciate all the emails that we get, and uh, I just enjoy hearing from you. So uh, go ahead and do that. So that is it. That's a wrap for this week. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.